Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and uh, I am making this video in the very short period of time that I have between travel. I just got back from Iceland. Uh, by the time you guys are watching this, I'm gonna be on my way already out to NorCal to CrossFit HQ to uh, attend another one of the Derelict Doctors Club meetings, which is kind of like the uh, informational seminar type stuff that HQ is doing in conjunction with CrossFit Health at HQ whenever there are the, uh, the, the MDL1s going on. So I'm excited to kind of go back to HQ. The last time I was there was October when a lot of this new seasonal format was still up in the air. It had just been announced and nothing was really set in stone. And here we are, you know, nine months or so later and still nothing is really set in stone, but we know a lot more now than we did then, especially considering that we've gone through about two thirds, maybe three quarters of the entire season at this point. So I'm looking forward to going out there. I have some meetings lined up. That'll be really interesting. Hoping to get some pretty sweet interviews for you guys, but I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about some potential what ifs. And, uh, you know, a lot of this kind of stems from being in Iceland and getting a chance to talk to and meet with the sanctional organizers that are involved in some of the biggest and most popular sanction events in the world and where the sanctional season is going to be going. So let's do it. Now, like you guys, I am a fan of this sport and I really enjoy going out there and watching the events, watching the competition. That's a big part of why I do what I do. And one of the things that I made a comment about regarding Reykjavik CrossFit Championship is that they were able to bring in 4,000 plus spectators every day of competition. They were able to sell out their entire event. They were broadcast live on Icelandic national television. They really played to the Icelandic community in a way that I think is going to set themselves up for success later on down the road when the next season comes along and it's time for them to have yet another RCC. But with the sanctional season continuing to grow, I mean, just last week before I headed off to Reykjavik, CrossFit HQ announced four new sanctioned uh, events for the 2020 season, Egypt, you know, New Jersey, uh, Germany, Norway, and so now we have two dozen sanctionals for the 2020 season, and I know for a fact that there are going to be at least five more announced before the 2020 competition season is locked up, which means that we're gonna have nearly 30 sanctioned events for the 2020 season. And that is a jam-packed schedule running from late November all the way until mid to late June for the sanctioned event season starting just after the open finishes in mid-November. So we really are looking at a sanctional season that's absolutely going to be completely different with nearly double the amount of events going into the 2020 CrossFit Games. And the biggest question that I've been getting from so many people is how does a sanctional succeed when there are that many different spots, that many different competitions, that many different qualifying methods for the CrossFit Games. Like I said, I got a chance to talk to plenty of the sanctional event organizers. Many of them have this very question in their mind. It is not cheap to be a sanctioned event. It's not cheap to get that invite to the CrossFit Games out of your event. And I'm going to HQ this weekend, hopefully gonna get some more answers about how all this stuff works. But one of the scenarios that I want to kind of throw out there to you guys, you know, hypothetically speaking, is a sanctioned event's value increasing in the situation where the Open no longer offers top 20 worldwide qualification spots. Now, if the Open were to only offer national championship spots, 
suddenly the value of qualifying through the open decreases a lot. Because right now we see some of the best CrossFitters in the world qualifying through their open performances. And those are athletes who won't necessarily need to go down later on in the season and compete at a sanctioned event. If, for example, that top 20 worldwide spot goes from 20 to 10 or 10 to 5 or even down to no spots at all out of the worldwide open, suddenly the sanctioned events become much more valuable. They become a bigger part of the season and a season that is going to completely revolve around the sanctionals themselves and how they can actually execute this entire process. But if, hypothetically, that were to happen, it leaves the Open in a really strange position because suddenly the Open, for the vast majority of the best CrossFitters in the world, becomes absolutely useless because they want to be able to, you know, give themselves a good seating going into the CrossFit Games, but as far as I know, that relationship between the Open and the CrossFit Games in terms of seeding is really just limited to the 2019 Games. I mean, there, there could be some relationship there in the 2020 Games, but if you're not having any real qualifying value out of the Open, it's going to be really tough to make these athletes perform at their best. I mean, there's, there isn't a big payday involved in the Open. So without the qualification spot to the CrossFit Games, it becomes a much less valuable proposition for them to stress out over and participate in. Unless you find a way to combine the Open and the Sanctionals. So if hypothetically speaking, we were able to take the Open and at least have them have some sort of relationship with the Sanctionals, I think we could see a season in which the Open stays very valuable to athletes for their participation and also sets the tone for the remainder of their season. So if, for example, the Open qualification stopped being direct to the CrossFit Games but instead started being a participatory thing for qualification for sanctioned events, kind of setting your ranking going into the season and allowing athletes to see where they fall and pick their season competition you know, from that point on, I think we're, we, we'd start to see kind of a, a more interesting and compelling reason for all the best crossfitters in the world to actually participate in the Open in, in a meaningful way and not just in, you know, a, a maybe I'll cash in a couple thousand dollars by winning one of the events over the five weeks way. So if hypothetically speaking, the Open spots direct to the CrossFit Games kind of dwindled or disappeared, and the Open suddenly became a qualifier, a shared global qualifier for the sanctioned events, all or some, uh, I'm not sure, you know, hypothetically speaking, then I think what we would be looking at here is a season that kind of sets the tone in a different way. And I think it bears repeating that the 2019 season has been and will continue to be kind of like a weird in-between experimental season and they're trying to see what works what doesn't and I think hopefully there is going to be a little bit more um, you know mobility in trying to change the different things involved in the actual season and its qualification because while there are plenty of positives it really is an important question to ask how can these sanction events continue to be successful down the line if 
we have 30 sanctioned events and we don't have very many top name athletes showing up to lend their weight to the value of these sanctioned events. Now, my understanding is that the 2020 games season of sanctioned events is going to be locked sometime in May. Now we're in the first week of May. Uh, you know, we still have a couple weeks left. My guess is that we're gonna be hearing some more sanctioned event news sometime in the next couple weeks, sooner rather than later, if I had to take a wild guess, and that the 2020 season would be locked again sooner rather than later. And once that lock happens, once we see sort of an idea of exactly what the sanctioned season comes in, I'm not sure we're gonna hear any massive changes to the Open right then, but I think my gut tells me that perhaps we're looking at some big changes to how the Open is interacting with the sanctioned events. And I think the lack or potential hypothetical lack of Open spots directly going to the CrossFit Games is you know something that we had heard about early on. The, the 20 qualifying spots out of the Open was originally sort of described as the stopgap for the 2019 season to prevent anybody from slipping between the gaps. And I think that's really important to recognize and that even during my first conversation with Greg Glassman, he mentioned that down the line as the years went on, that number was going to dwindle and disappear at some point. It just wasn't gonna be a thing. You know, the, the national champions are gonna make it in and eventually there won't be a qualification out of the, the top worldwide leaderboard for the Open. And if we start seeing that relationship change between the Open and the sanctioned events where suddenly the sanctioned events have the lion's share of valuable qualifying spots. And I say valuable in, in many different ways. Valuable meaning athletes can win at least some money and at some of the biggest events they can win a lot of money. And valuable in the sense that it is a real life in-person competition. That's really important. And valuable in the sense that competing and winning a sanctional and qualifying out of sanctional, really it means more than qualifying out of the open. And that's not to take away from what the athletes who have qualified out of the open have done, but even speaking to all the athletes that were at RCC and at uh, Wadapalooza and who've, who've seen this entire season of events you know, come together and have participated in the circuit in a meaningful way, even they are, are very adamant that it feels different and means something different to qualify out of a sanctioned event as opposed to getting a spot through the open. And I think that's a really important distinction to make because showing up in person, competing against the other top level athletes, being able to, in a comp competition environment, prove your fitness and prove your you know spot at the CrossFit Games, that does mean a lot. It means something different than just being able to do it you know, do multiple attempts at the same workout in your own home gym with like your significant other or one of your employees judging you. That's a whole different ball game, right? Like I said, I will be at CrossFit HQ this weekend. Hopefully can maybe get some more answers to this. You know, I'm speaking purely in hypotheticals. Uh, obviously none of this is official. And uh, you know, my guess here is that this is the direction that CrossFit is going to have to move in at some point or another. Um, I would be pretty uh, confident in my guess. I feel really good that this is the direction that they need to move in and it's probably the, the best slash only real solution to their problem. But uh, I think it will eventually have to be this. Uh, maybe some variation, maybe there's gonna be different ways it gets implemented, but my, my gut is telling me 
that we are probably going to be seeing a change in how the Open is interacting through its direct qualifier to the CrossFit Games, as well as its relationship to the sanctioned events, as well as the number of sanctioned events growing, because, you know, those things need to be valuable in order to, for the circuit to actually survive. And the only way you can keep them valuable is by making sure that they actually provide some sort of value to the best and most famous CrossFitters in the world. So maybe they should do that. Hopefully at HQ, I'll be able to get to the bottom of it, maybe get some more answers for you guys. Maybe get answers direct from the people who are making these decisions. That, that would be pretty sweet of me, I think. Either way, folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport and it's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. I'm gonna go do some Ramwad and hopefully loosen up some of these tight hips that I've been developing by sitting in airplanes and uh, media seats for the past week or so. Ugh. Either way, folks, I'll see you guys next time.